Hello everybody, welcome to The Mental Edge. I'm your host, The Sammy J. This is episode 7, and we're actually going to mix it up just a little bit. You know, as everybody knows, I own a uh, painting company, and so I want to kind of hit the business aspect. So that being said, every Monday, we're going to do more of a business-related, money-related podcast. Now, that being said, today we're going to cover observation and situational awareness. These will help you in your everyday life also. So just because I say money or business, uh, well, the money, I've, everybody's going to tune in because, well, hey, hey, I can learn how to make more money. But the business side, I don't want you to get scared off because of that. I want you to understand that it, it's there's so much that goes on in business that also happens in your regular life. And how you can change things in business is also how you change things in life. So that all being said, hey, I ask if you uh, if you get anything out of this, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of, uh, if you laugh, you know, if, if somehow or another I make you laugh, share this with your friends, share it with a family member, hit that follow button, uh, like it, and leave me a comment, leave a review or a comment, that's how this podcast grow, and uh, I'm just like everybody else, I want the podcast to grow. So, that all being said, let's get to our greatness. So, there's three things to assess before and during an interaction. And then there's one more, even more important thing to assess after the interaction. And this all, the way you do this, the way you do the assessment is by observation and uh, situational awareness. All right, so we're going to dive into these three right now. Number one, what do I know about them? Now, this and what I'm getting ready to cover covers if you own a brick or mortar, if you're on the phone with them, if this is the first time you've met them. Uh, I meet people all the time just at the store or at the supermarket or at one of the big box stores. So this these three things and then the fourth thing. Uh, actually can help in any situation, all right? And this, again, this has to do, you can use this in business or you can use this in personal life. So the number one thing, first thing, what do I know about them? Can I tell just by looking at them? Here's the difference. This is when I'm going to go on to this. There's a difference in looking at people and observing people, Right? When you look at somebody, you automatically know, you kind of get a good idea of how how old they are, all right? You get an age assessment. You definitely get a sex assessment. I don't care what the gender thing is. is You know what their sex is, okay? What brought you all together? Like, where are you at? Like I said, do you own a brick and mortar? Did they walk in your door? Are you talking to them on the phone and you're out in business and... Like me, a lot of this stuff that I'm going to talk about on the uh, More Money More Money Monday business uh, section is going to have to do with my painting company. So I'm going to reference a lot of painting things because this is what I've handled. This is what I know. So for me, it's I've normally already talked to them on the phone, so I know their need. I have a good idea. But even on the phone, 
Was it a guy or a girl I was talking to? Can I tell by the way that they talk, maybe an age reference? You know, we all, older people talk a little more mature than say, yay, say a, a younger person, right? And then you got your middle-aged people. Now, I may not know exactly. I might not know, oh, okay, well, that female uh, is 32. No, that female sounded like she was in her mid-30s. Now, I wish I was one of these people. I have an older voice. I'm not as old, but I'm old enough. But I've showed up at people's houses that sound like they're 20 or 25. And heck, I show up and they're in their 60s. They've just got that voice. That's okay. That's a phone assessment. Phone assessments can go a little bit different. You're only using about one of your senses, and that's hearing. I can't visualize anything. I can't do a lot of things. So, but what do I know about them? So I know their age, kind of. I know their sex. I know their need. If they have called me, they probably need some painting or they need some drywall. I have to delve deeper into what they need, what rooms, you know, can I come and take a look? Like, is it important? Do you need it done tomorrow? Do you need it done next week? You know, what's your timeline? These are things I find out on the phone before I ever go and set up a meeting to actually go to their house. In this case, uh, what or who brought you together? I like to know that. What or who brought us together? Hey, where'd you hear about me? You know, oh, my friend, you paid in my friend's house. Or, oh, you network with Dave and Dave said you were great. And now I know that's how, boom, right there. That's what starts the rapport. I'm observing and I am listening to everything that this person's saying. Dave, oh, okay, Dave. Yeah, yeah, man, Dave's a good guy. Da, da, da. We already have something in common. We've already started to build a little bit of rapport, right? So, and I'll write that down as I'm, this is, please write down notes on people. If you're on the phone with them, you should have a notepad right there, writing down some notes. Who brought you together? Oh, Dave. That way I know when I'm, when I actually meet this person, I can mention Dave. Oh, hey, how do you know Dave? What's going on with Dave? Again, that's a rapport builder. That's huge in building that rapport. And that will eventually, if you do things right, make you more money. So, know uh, what or who brought you together. Again, now it's time to schedule, right? Unless they're a brick, unless you're a brick and mortar, and they've walked into you, walked into your establishment, the schedule's already set, right? If they haven't, and again, you're on the phone, you need to set up a. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. A what? Like, what am, what am I looking at? That kind of gives me a time frame. Am I looking at, again, I'm going to reference a lot of painting. Am I looking at a bathroom and a kitchen? Or am I looking at a three-story house that's got eight bedrooms? Because I need to know that also. That way, if they somewhere in the conversation say, well, hey, how long do you think this will take? I can tell them. If it's a kitchen and a bathroom, uh, you know, 15 minutes, if that. If it's a three-story house with eight bedrooms and this and that and this, hey, we might be there an hour. Know what you're looking at. Where is it? What's the location? I need an address, especially if I'm going to you, all right? I need to know all that stuff. 
And again, maybe reiterate why you're meeting. Oh, so let me get this straight. You've got a bedroom and a bathroom you need me to look at, and they just need the walls painted? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, okay, cool. Boom. Now again, and it's not just for them that you're doing that. It's for yourself too. That way you have an idea of your timeline. You know, can I schedule another meeting or another job to go look at within an hour of that? Well, if the job's 30 minutes away to go look at and it's a kitchen and bathroom, I still lot a lot uh, about a half an hour just because what if it, what if I get there and oh, hey, while you're here, can you? Be ready for the unexpected. There's definitely nothing wrong with that. So in what we've already done, we have observed, we haven't physically seen anybody unless you're a brick and mortar, which we'll go more into that here in just a second. Um, but even at the brick and mortar, we know, again, and I'm going to say these over and over because I want you to not just look at people. I want you to observe them. I want you to know everything that's going on with them. And once you learn how to do that, you'll close deals better. You'll make sales better. You'll build rapport so much faster. And you'll get long-term customers. Because when you observe somebody, instead of just looking at them, it makes them feel like you want to be their friend. It builds trust. It builds a, a sense of a relationship. So that's huge in business. Um, okay, so we've scheduled the time. We know the what, where, why about this meeting. Boom. Now, second, the brick and mortar, you've already started this. In my case, now I am going for that meeting. I'm going to the meeting. I observe everything. And you might say, well, Sammy, what's that mean? Observe everything. When I say I observe everything, when I am pulling up to somebody's house, I am observing what's their yard look like, what's in their yard, what kind of vehicles are in the driveway, what kind of house is it, what colors are the house, you know, what can I use that I really genuinely may like. I was at a house the other day that had the coolest, uh, it was like an aqua blue front door. And as soon as the person, I knocked on the door, they opened up the door. Hey, how you doing? Da, da, da. I love your door. I love the color of that door. You think that didn't build rapport? You think that didn't make them feel good? They chose that color. More than likely, they chose that color. Me just saying that I love that color, that made them feel good. It made them feel like they made a good choice. That door might have got painted five years ago. But at that moment... I'm somebody new, and for me to give them a compliment right off the bat, huge, very, very huge. Observe everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. I said this on the last podcast. I'll say it again. I still have a frog in my throat, so if you hear me cough, get over it. I, I got a cough, and I didn't bring my damn water. So, anyway. Brick and mortar. So now brick and mortar and me being somebody that is walking up physically to somebody's house. Now we're getting on the same page. So now this will go for both, both of us, right? When you first meet somebody, give them space. That is first and foremost. 
There is nothing like going to a car dealership or going in a store and having somebody come right up on you. Hey, how you doing? How can I help you? Blah, blah, blah. And they're this far away from you. you know, they're, they're like a foot away from you. It's like, whoa, whoa, hey, dude, get out of my face. You know, give a person space. Be observant. Be self-aware that they, whether you're an up-close person or not, maybe they ain't. So you have to know that right off the bat. Give them space, right? I usually like to keep it about three foot, whatever my arm is. Now, I'm a shorter guy, but whatever my arm is. So because of the COVID rules or, you know, whatever, because of people's beliefs, because of the world we live in right now, I will reach out for a handshake, maybe. It depends on if they're comfortable with that. Most people will, their body language, again, you got to observe it, will let you know. Are they going to come in and want a handshake? All you got to watch is their shoulders. If their shoulders starting to turn like they want to shake and their arm comes out, go ahead and reach out your arm. Shake. Today's society, they might do a couple other things. Maybe they come out like they're going to shake, but their fist is closed. So they want a knuckle bump. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, man, how you doing? Boom, knuckle bump. Maybe this will tell you whether or not there's space. They don't mind you being a little more in their space if they come in for an elbow thing. These are things that are happening in our world right now. We don't, we don't just shake hands anymore. We knuckle bump. Sometimes we throw elbow. Hey, man, how you doing? I've only had the elbow thing a couple times with complete strangers like this. But I've had it. So I had to be aware of that. When I seen them turn their shoulder and they didn't go with the hand, they didn't go with the fist, they went with the elbow, it kind of threw me off. Like, whoa, okay, I wasn't expecting that. But here we go, man. If you're into the elbow, I'll do the elbow. So you go with what they're comfortable with. Again, you are there for their needs, not for yours. Observe again their movements. So now you've shaken hands or you've done whatever. Did they move back? So now, okay, hey, I came into our space. We shook hands. I'm going to move back a little bit. Okay, this person is a space person. They don't want you all up in their face. Remember that during the whole interaction, especially you brick and mortar people. Do not just stay in somebody's space because you're comfortable with it. It's not about you. It's about them. Make it about them. If they step forward towards you, okay, you can give them that. We can be within a couple foot of each other. That's cool. If they step back, give them at least three to four foot. It's real simple. <laughs> Something that I like to do is most times with people, when you first meet, you're face on. You're shaking hands, you're knuckle bumping, you're whatever, you're face on. Most people, that gets uncomfortable, it's almost like a judgment thing. Why is this guy facing me like this? Why is he staring at me like this? Kind of, ugh. Now, they won't say it, and unconsciously, this is what happens to them. Now, they do want to back up because you're making them uncomfortable that you keep, that you're squared up to them like you, like you want to fight. Even though you know you're not there for that, it, it gives that feeling. So, what I'll do a lot of times is 
I'll give them, I'll figure out the space and then I'll just turn myself a little bit. Turn yourself to the right, to the left, just enough where your shoulders are not squared off to them. Makes a huge difference. Just unsquare your shoulders a little bit. That will help. Trust me. It makes them feel more invited, right? That you're not there. You're not uh, confrontational. And when I say confrontational, a lot of people, boy, if they've walked into your brick and mortar, they know that some salesman's going to come up and harass me. That's what a lot of people, that's what's in their mind. Even though they're there for a product, they're there for your service. They don't want to be harassed with it. So don't make them feel intimidated by it. It's almost like you bow up to them. Turn your shoulders a little bit, let them in. It's almost like opening the door and letting them in a little bit. <clears throat> so brick and mortar people, this is where we're a little different. Or no, actually we're not now that I think about it real quick. So now you've walked in the door or they have walked into your door, right? Brick and mortar people, let me throw this in real quick before I move in. Again. Be observant, be aware of everything that this person doing. It For me, I've always found it helps, if at all possible, talk to them first, say something besides, hey, how you doing today? How can I help you? If that's the first thing you're saying to a person, to me, you're doing it wrong. Find something in the moment, unless they've snuck up on you and scared the crap out of you, which even that could be used as a as a uh, conversation starter. You need to build rapport before you go for the kill. And going for the kill, what I mean by that is, hey, how you doing? How can I help you? Holy crap, dude. You don't even know me yet. You don't know nothing about me. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How about this? Somebody walks into your store. Now, here, I'm in St. Louis. So if they're wearing a St. Louis shirt, a, a Cardinal shirt, a blue shirt, something like that, Maybe throw that up. Make something a conversation starter. And you'd be surprised what you can conversate about. Maybe they've got a little limp or they're in an arm sling or something. Now, I will say this. If they have a disability, like they're in a wheelchair or missing a leg or an arm or something, don't bring that up. That's just, to me, it's rude. And I grew up in a family that had, a, my mom was in a wheelchair her whole life. Don't go right in for that. Use your common sense. Use your brain. All right. But if they got a little minor limp or something, right. And, you know, hey, man, how you doing today? Wait, what's up with your leg? Man, I, it might be a simple, oh, man, I twisted it out there on the concrete there. I was walking in. Oh, crap. It, did you get it on the corner? Man, I've done that. Yeah, I've twisted my ankle twice out there. Now you have something in common. If Pay attention to what they're wearing. Maybe it's just the color of their shirt. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing today? Boy, I love that shirt. Where'd you get that at? It's as simple as that. I love this. I like that. That should be the first thing you say. I like this. I like that. I love this. I love that. Hey, what happened here? What? Hey, did you pull up in that Mercedes? Holy crap, man. That's a nice car. Oh, yeah. Boom. It's a conversation starter. Now you know a little bit of something about them. Start it with a question. Again, hey, 
Boy, I like that blue shirt, man. Where'd you get that at? Boom. They're going to tell you. Now you have a little bit of a conversation. Okay. Then, now it's okay to say, how can I help you today? What do you, what brings you in? In my case, they've opened up the door. I've already looked at their yard. I've looked at their house. I've looked at everything. I've observed it all. And if something didn't catch my eye through their yard, maybe they have nothing in their yard. The cars are in the drive or in the garage. I don't, there's nothing. Now, what I try to do is <clears throat> once they open that door, now I'm observing, not just them, but the house, maybe an animal. I love the animals because I really do love animals. I love dogs. I love cats. Most people anymore, it seems like, have a little dog or a dog, a, a dog. And I'm the first one, boy, they're opening up the door. I'm like, hey, how you doing today? Boom, that animal's usually right there by them. And I'm like, hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, baby? And I, that builds rapport right there. I'm not even talking to the person. I'm talking to the animal. What's your name? How you doing? Like you're treating a baby. You know, how you doing? Hey, it builds rapport. If I like their animal, they love their animal. That's already a, a check box, a check mark in the box that says, Ooh, okay, I kind of like this guy. He likes my animal. That's great. Again, and keep track of that. Write down, oh, the dog's name's Benny. Okay, write down Benny's name. Write it. I've, when I'm looking at a job, I've got my notebook right there with me. Hey, Benny. Okay. Da, 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 da. Now, throughout this process, if Benny's following me around, because I'm probably not going to remember Benny's name. I'm there. First time I've met him. I'm there for something else. But any, any moment that I can look at that paper real quick and go, Benny, oh, hey, Benny. And I can look down and pet that dog or pet that cat. That helps build the rapport. It helps keep it stronger and stronger. All right? So, uh, let's see here. <coughs> Listen to what they're telling you. People want to be heard. One of the biggest things I see salesmen do that's wrong, definitely wrong. I'm not even going to say in my opinion. It's just wrong. Hey, how can I help you? Oh, well, I'm here. I'm say say we're looking for a car. I'm looking for a car. Oh, okay. And they just then they start telling you about this car and that car and this car and that car and this car and this truck and that car. God dang, dude, you didn't even let me talk. Let me tell you what I'm looking for. Let me tell you what I really need. Let me tell you what I really want. Listen to their words. And the only way you can listen to somebody's words is if you shut your own mouth. Shut up. Let them talk. People love to be they love to be uh, uh, heard. They want you they want to puke it out on, on you. Let them do it. Watch their body movements. If you're if you're literally in a car dealership or in a brick and mortar, right? Most people while they're telling you they want this, their gaze or their eyes might be going over to a certain vehicle or to a certain product. Pay attention to that. Again, that is something. Hey, I noticed you were looking at the uh, the blue lights over here. You know, it, were you looking at blue lights? What 
you know, I know you mentioned that you were looking for this. What's what's up with the blue lights? You got a fish tank? You got a black light thing you need done? Or like, hey, I know you just came here into the car dealership and you're looking for a for a truck, but uh, I seen you eyeballing the sports car over there. So what's up with that? And again, make it fun. Make it. Hey, they looked for some reason. They looked at that. Why? Find out. Pay attention to what they're doing. Pay attention to their words. Pay attention to their body movements. People will point at what they want, what interests them. They will point their body. They will point their head. They will point their eyes at what they're really interested in. Pay attention to it. You never know where somewhere in that conversation you can bring that up. Hey, I noticed you were looking at. Boom. <clears throat> Number three, right? How can you offer a solution or comfort? So now you've heard what's going on. You've paid attention. You know that they're here and they're looking, you know, at the car dealership. They're here and they're looking for a, a, a truck. Preferably a four-door truck. Repeat it to them. Repeat those needs to them. Okay, so let me get this right. So you're looking for an eight-cylinder, four-door truck with less than 50,000 miles. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, cool. Now you just let them know. Not For one, you let yourself know, okay, in my brain, I need to be paying it. I need to know what the heck they're really wanting. Plus, with you repeating it to them, you just told them that you paid attention to them. That what they said, what came out of their mouth, meant something to you because you paid attention to it. A lot of salespeople don't do that. They're, they're so busy on that next step that they forget to repeat it. And next thing you know, they're taking you over to a six-cylinder, two-door truck. And you're like, dude, I said I wanted a four-door, eight-cylinder. Oh, man, my bad, my bad. You know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All you had to do was repeat what they said. That shows you, that tells you again what they needed, and it tells them you were paying attention. Hey, that's a game winner. Be considerate. What I mean by that, okay, so when I go look at a paint job, well, here, we'll stick with the truck scenario. I'm I'm looking for an eight-cylinder, four-door uh Full-size truck. Okay, cool. Go show them more. You can always back down. Give them more value. Hey, so I know this is what you said you were looking for. So this one, this has got the eight-cylinder, four-door, uh, extended cab, blah, blah, blah. This one's also got leather seats. It's got heated seats and, and all that. And check this out. The tailgate does this. Dut, 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 dut. And, ooh, look at these rims. These are, give them more. Even if it's a pretty standard thing, give them more. Be considerate, but give them more. If you see a need that maybe they didn't see or they haven't thought about, right, give them, give it to them. Let them know. When I go look at a paint job, most times it's they want me to paint this room. Okay, great. 
well, do you want me to fix all the imperfections? Because I throw that into my bid because I would rather fix your walls and then paint them. You would be shocked how many people went, oh, well, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would like you to fix all the, you know, we got a crack over here and we got some nail pops and we got some little holes. Yeah, I would love it if you'd fix all that. Hey, no problem. That's part of my quote. That's part of my bid. It's part of what we do. We'll take the pictures down and we'll hang them back up. You don't have to worry about that. Oh my God, that would be so great. We'll move the furniture. Oh my God, that's awesome. I'm giving them more value and I'm telling them so they're hearing it, right? I'm giving them more value than what they initially just thought they were going to get. Always, and for me, that's consideration because I do that not so I can jack up a price. I do that because I want my customers to feel like, and I really do, that I don't, I'm not just there to paint a room. I'm there to build a relationship. I'm not just there to make three, four, five hundred bucks, whatever it is, for painting a room. I'm there because I want a relationship that's going to lead to maybe painting their whole house, maybe painting their kid's house, maybe painting their neighbor's house, their friend's house. Then I'm making thousands of dollars just because I gave more value and I was considerate. And it came from my heart because I truly mean those things when I say them. And we truly do those things. That's how you build that rapport. That's how you build the value. <coughs> That's how you make more money. Right? I will repeat that value throughout the process of at the end. Right? And again, I'm going to give them the value and then I'm going to shut up. Shut up and let them mow it over. And the whole time I'm doing that, I'm observing. Is this something or is it a money thing? Did they really want me to just come paint this room? Did the value I provide, was it enough? Did it cover their needs enough that I can get this job? And if, and most times people will let you know by what they're saying or how they're reacting to you, different things like that, to that. And if you, if they have voiced that, eh, maybe I want more, figure out what more is. You should already possibly know it by now because of the way you've observed them. Sometimes, literally, I may not have got a job yet. And I'm observing, I'm checking it out, I'm trying to be aware, and I just, like it ain't, holy crap, they just want me to help them pick a color. They're scared to death to pick a color. They need help. I'll get this job, no matter what price I give them, if I just help them get a color. Hmm. That's value. That's what it means to care. That's what will help you when you are observant. So now we've at the point that, and, and I could go into the closing and all that. I'm not going to. That's a whole different podcast. 
This was all about being observant and how being observant from the beginning to the end got you to a point where you observe that I've done everything right. I did everything that I think I possibly could. I gave him the value. I built a great rapport. I really like this guy. I like his dog. I met, I met his little kid. Everything's great. And I observed, I got down to the end and I still wasn't sure what was going on. Well, because of, because of, I paid attention to their words and their observations. They just need help getting a color. Now I would, I've never got there if I wasn't observant during the whole process. <clears throat> now, so those are the three steps. I'm going to, I'm going to say these again. What do you know about them? That's step number one. What do I know about them? Number two, be observant in everything, right? Because a lot of people, when I, when you say observe, they think it's just eyes. Oh, I'm just, I'm just watching. No, I've been in people's houses and they're cooking something and I smell it. Or I'll hear that dog bark or that cat meow. I may not even see the cat, but I, I'll hear it. Be observant in everything, not just the person. Be observant in their actions, in what's going on around them, right? In all of that. That's number two. Number three, how can you offer a solution or something that will comfort them, solve their problem by everything that you observed, all right? Now, the number one thing, there's only one thing to do after you have done all of that, after you've left the, after they've left your establishment or you have left their house, the last and to me, one of the most important things to do is assess yourself. Did, are you going, how did this transaction go? What could I have done better? What did I do good? What, what did I do bad? Why didn't I land the job? Why did that person walk in and then walk out? What did I not do? Did I not build rapport the right way? Did I not, did I try to push the sale? Observe everything about what you just went through. Observe the whole interaction. I have literally left a house that maybe I knew I didn't do a very good job. I knew, and you're not always going to get this perfect. It is a practice thing. And every person you meet is going to be different. So that's why you have to observe every person differently. But that means that at the end, you have to observe yourself differently. So I've literally left somebody's house and I want it to be fresh in my head. And if I know it didn't go very good and maybe I didn't get the sale, whatever, <clears throat> I didn't get the job for whatever reason, I'll pull down because I don't want to do it in front of their house. I'll pull a couple blocks away and just pull over on the side, you know, and I'm usually in a subdivision. I pull over in front of somebody else's house that don't know me. And I will sit there and just go over everything that just happened. Everything from the words we talked about, from the body language, everything. I want to know what could I have done better? What did I mess up? Maybe they were having a bad day. Maybe I'm having a bad day. Maybe that's what threw it off. Today, I'm just not the sales guy. Today, I'm just not the people person. It's going to happen. Nobody's perfect all the time. You're not going to be. 
But with observing yourself and being honest with yourself, you will close more deals. Guaranteed. <coughs> so the only thing left, again, is after they've left or after you've left, observe yourself. Be honest about it. This will make the next job, the next sale, the next transaction, the next time you deal with somebody or meet somebody new, so much easier. Because you can take those situations and what you did and didn't do and put right into that one. And so it makes every time just get a little easier, a little better, a little smoother. What did you say? Did you did you say the right things? Were you too, were you too pushy? You know, did you find out what their need really was? You know, be observant about it. I guarantee you that if you follow those three steps and then the follow the final step on yourself, you'll make more money. You'll close more deals. You'll build your business. And that's what making money, making more money Monday is all about. So, hey, thanks for tuning in. And again, please, if you got anything out of this, I hope you all see how the, this transverts over to uh, your personal life too. Just meeting people. Quit looking. The next time you go to the mall and you're mall wa watching people, if you really quit looking at them and observe them, you'll see a whole different person. But we'll go into that some other time. But if you got something out of this, please hit that follow button. Leave a review. Uh, tell a, a family member or a friend. Share it with them, right? And uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, go to the underscore Sammy J. And on Facebook, you can just follow Sammy Farrens. All right. I am going to be opening up the uh, YouTube page soon. And so we'll see what happens there. Rock and roll. That all being said, thank you guys so much. And uh, God bless you. I love you. I'm out.